This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What up, everybody? It's Ryan, a.k.a. I mean, the Slay God, but I don't know why I even said that because I don't really even go by that anymore. Even though Shira loves to, like, still call me the Slay God over the airwaves, which is a little strange. Um, But we are back another day, another week. I'm so happy to be back in studio with you all because, honey, we got a lot to get into. And, of course, Shira Lazar is not here. She is still in South By, but she will be back this week. And here with us is the one and only Sharjah Sell. Why can't I was about to say, why can't I hear myself? This happens frequently. It's okay. Hello, it everyone. Happen frequently. Hello, hello. <laughs> Happy Monday. It's Happy good to be Monday. here. You know, it's crazy because when we're coming into this 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 week, Monday, I felt I came in so sluggish because my ass, y'all, you know I'm the king of being a homebody. I went out at like 11:39 last night to a club where I saw Little Nas X. I found him. I found him. It's kind of like finding a Willy Wonka's golden ticket. I found Little Nas X it's in the chocolate. wild. And it was actually chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he is chocolate. And so, you know, I'm, you know, moving a little slow today, but today's going to be a wonderful show. I got my coffee. I may be ordering another one. And I know Charge still has my back. Yeah. And, you know, this week I was out <laughs> Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, you know, I shared with you all on, on Friday that I'm sober. And yes. so I went out, no drinks. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I think it was the daylight savings time because I'm someone who witnessed the clock go from 1.59 a.m. to 3 a.m. Which is wild. And I feel sluggish. Like, I feel, if you would have thought, my body yeah. is responding as if I were drinking this past weekend. And I promise I didn't have anything, but I think my new go-to mocktail is seltzer water and grapefruit. Oh, that sounds delicious. Uh-huh, it's good. And, you know, my thing is, I, I wasn't really aff- affected by the, the time switch for me. Like, I was also out. I went to the Truth Awards, uh, Better Brothers LA. Um, it basically is an award show um, that honors black, queer, and trans excellence in the community. And uh, they were honoring Coleman Domingo, who has a, a new movie with Netflix coming out, uh, Rustin. And it's going to, like, I, I was su- surprisingly sitting at his table. I was frightened center with Coleman. With, and with my friend Mark Wright, who worked yes, on Rustin. he was the producer of yes. Rustin. And so there was a lot of shocking things, but it was also beautiful to be around community and see so many amazing faces and, and see all the incredible work that is going on. Because um, I know there was a lot of stuff going on on Saturday from HRC Los Angeles. They had yeah. their uh, banquet and, of course, like, you know, Better Brothers did. And so it was just really nice I was to be out, around community. I, I didn't go. I was out living with a capital L living <laughs> on Saturday night. So it was good. This 
is a great way to enter spring. Yes, it is. But let's talk about what's coming up on the show. We got a lot of things. How social media is helping to expose Putin's war crimes. We're discussing that next hour. Of course, we are recapping quite possibly the worst snatch game ever and how it possibly made the season even longer. And then coming up literally this hour, the Brittany Garner story has many shocked and disturbed about how someone can be unfairly locked up abroad. In about 10 minutes, we're going to be speaking to the former Washington Post uh, Tehran bureau chief who was wrongly locked up for over a year in an Iranian um, prison to get uh, to get how their two paths may be really similar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. But let's go ahead and dive into our head what is happening right now? So, former Democratic Representative Tulsi Gabbard has been condemned as a, quote, traitor and accused of being an, a Russian asset for comments her detractors said lent credibility to Kremlin pro- propaganda, uh, propaganda that U.S.-funded laboratories who are working on bioweapons in Ukraine. In a tweet posted on Sunday, she basically um, cited the risk posed by biological laboratories at a time Moscow has been pushing a conspiracy theory that they are working on bioweapons in an apparent attempt to justify Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Here is a little bit of that insane clip. Are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery and shelling. And these facilities even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. Now, like COVID, these pathogens know no borders. If they are inadvertently or purposely breached or compromised, they will quickly spread all throughout Europe, the United States, and the rest of the world, causing untold suffering and death. Now, this is uh, causing quite a rift in the Republican Party as Senator Mitt Romney called her out this weekend for allegedly uh, uh, parroting false Russian propaganda. He basically said this, her treasonous lies may well cost lives. Um, Of course, uh, GOP rep Adam uh, Kinzinger tweeted that uh, Gabbard was spreading actual Russian propaganda and accused her of being traitorous. Which is so wild because I saw this morning, I watched The View and I did not know know that they're amplifying Tucker Carlson's voice over there like Tucker Carlson is being problematic and it's like okay what role are we playing in this when is someone going to step in and put their foot down from the right yeah, we're, we're going to move on for this one because I want to talk about Lizzo really quickly and some actual good news. She slammed New Texas laws and policies that restrict access uh, to abortion and target trans children um, and their families during a keynote conversation at South by Southwest on Sunday. The pop star who grew up in Houston said the controversial moves unfairly target women in the LGBTQ community. She says, I'm proud to rep Houston, but I'm not proud to rep Texas politics right now. Mind your business. Texas rights are human rights. Um, the singer was equally impassioned when discussing Texas lawmakers' ban on abortion after six weeks or at the detection of a fetal heartbeat. 
blasting conservative politicians for being, quote, all up in your uterus. Um, she said the ab abortion ban is atrocious. Mind your business. Stay out of my body. This is not political. I can't believe that Texas lawmakers are proposing a death penalty for, for women who uh, get abortions. I just it's saw wild. that last week. And I just want to remind everyone wild. that all of this stuff is inextricably linked. This attack on LGBT kids, this attack on reproductive rights, and of course the attack on black people with the don't say wokeness of it all that these states are doing. So yeah. pay attention. It's affecting us. Yeah, but right now let's get into the T-Report. But really quickly, we had a caller earlier who called us before the show, Martin. I just want to say shout out to Martin and say hello. Thanks for calling in. We love that you listen to Channel Q. And uh, yeah, let's go into the T-Report. All right. Well, Haley Bieber had stroke-like symptoms. Very, very scary. She's only 25, but what this is doing is it's amplifying how it can affect any of us. And just because you're skinny don't mean you're not, that automatically mean you're healthy, that, right? That is I mean, true. it touches on so many things. And it could come from contraception. Like, there's a lot of things yeah. that come into play, but Haley did not go into detail. Basically, she was at dinner, uh, excuse me, breakfast with Justin. I don't know why I just said dinner. And she Somebody said she had uh, quote-unquote stroke-like symptoms. Now, I don't know if that means that one side of her body went limp or if her speech got slurred, but it was very scary. She went to the hospital and it's being reported that she had a small blood clot that her body ended up passing you know, on its own. But it's it's very scary. And recently on KTLA, Dr. Matthew Tessner, who's a neurosurgeon and professor at USC, uh, gave some interesting stats uh, and just about how strokes and stroke-like symptoms can affect people that are under the age of 50 and we really wow. need to take care of ourselves. And if Maybe. you get some of these symptoms, like a sharp headache, like sometimes we dismiss things and we need to be on our way to yeah, the ambulance. Yeah, I think this is going to be, that's a great conversation that we should bring on with Dr. James to talk about that because I think a lot of times people only think that it's kind of like something that happens when you're older. When you're older, but you can have a minor stroke. I should crazy. mention that it's, it's a low percentage. 10% of stroke patients are younger than 50. That's like I said, according to Dr. Matthew Tessner. But you all want to stick around because coming up in the next hour, find out what music legend, what music icon just declined an induction in the in the in the Rock of Fame, mm -hmm. the Hall of Fame. I All said right. Rock of Fame. I mean, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's the same. I thing. was thinking about the Jack Black movie. <laughs> <laughs> School All of right. Rock. That was your team report. Coming up, though, we have a very serious conversation that we have to talk about. The Britney uh, Griner story has many shocked and disturbed about how someone can be unfairly locked up abroad. In 10 minutes, we speak to the former Washington Post uh, Tehran Bureau Chief, who was wrongly locked up for over a year in an Iranian prison to get how their two paths may be quite similar. That is coming up next. Now, the world just recently found out um, that one of the most re recognizable talents in the WNBA, Brittany Griner, was detained by Russian authorities last month, but her arrest was kept quiet until now. Well, joining us to explain why he is concerned about the situation, because he was unjustly imprisoned by Iranian authorities for 544 days until his release in January 2016, is Jason Rezaian, who is an opinions writer at The Washington Post and the host of 544 Days, a Spotify original podcast with Gimlet Media and Crooked Media. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really an important issue, and I hope that we can uh, work together to shine a light on it. No, yeah, seriously. You wrote a, really an incredible opinion piece telling your personal story and expressing your concerns about this situation. Talk to us about what are some of the red flags for you in this moment? Well, Ryan, first and foremost, you know, whenever we see one of these 
cases of an American being detained in a foreign country, um, my first instinct is to not repeat the charges that uh, have been leveled against a person. We have no indication that they're true. And every time we repeat them in, in our news stories, it's just digging a, a deeper hole for that person. Mm -hmm. And the biggest red flag for me is that as far as we know, um, Brittany Griner has not had access to consular services from the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. Uh, she hasn't, you know, members of, of the embassy diplomats have not been allowed to visit her yet. And that's, that's kind of a first basic right that you have when you're arrested and detained in another country. And to me, uh, when it is the uh, arresting force, in this case, the, the, the Russian government and its customs agency, uh, putting out the news of the arrest of a foreign national, um, you know, the idea that we could suppress it and somehow uh, not talk about it, it just seems crazy to me. They've mm -hmm. already made this a matter of uh, of international relations by by publicizing it themselves. So, yeah, every time a story comes up about an American being detained overseas, my mind instantly goes back to the Claire Danes film, Broke Down Palace. I don't know if yep. you've seen it, right? Oh, you've <laughs> seen it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one one crazy roller coaster of a film. But I have to ask you, do you think that there is a strategy behind Brittany Garner's family kind of keeping this private? Do you think that's to their own contrition or do you think that that this was just more more recently publicized because of everything going on in Russia? Like, had this, well, this war not been going on, would we even know about this? Well, certainly there is a strategy to, to, to maintaining some, some, some quiet. I would argue it, it's not a great strategy. Um, and I, I know that, you know, people are probably advising them that they should be quiet. Other people are probably saying, no, you know, rip the Band-Aid off and make this as public as possible. Remember that she is an international celebrity. Mm -hmm. uh, she is one of the greatest basketball players in the history of the game. Uh, on every single WNBA list of, of all-time greats, she's, she's right near the top. Uh, and she's probably even more recognizable in Russia than she is here in the United States, right? So uh, this notion that, you know, we can keep it quiet and it's all going to go away, that's not how these things tend to work. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think um, shining a light on it and, and really kind of demanding uh, that the U.S. government intervene on her behalf is the best thing that we can do for her right now. Uh, in my own case, um, you know, it, it took some time for my families, my, my employers and the U.S. government to kind of uh, come together and, um, and, and work towards my release. But I think until your employer and your family um, aren't in lockstep on that, it's really hard to, to, to imagine the U.S. government will, will do much in response. Well, that's what I think my next question leads to be from your personal experience that happened to you. What do you believe the U.S. government should be doing more for these type of cases? Because it's just it just seems like it's not enough in these moments. And I don't know if it's because they just really don't have any wiggle room or is it just because these cases aren't as serious on the priority list for them? So here's the thing. There are thousands of Americans detained around the world on uh, you know what are deemed legitimate charges or charges that at least have some merit, right? And in Brittany Griner's case, um, we still don't know if the U.S. government has made the determ determination that this is politically motivated or not. On the surface, you know there are two other Americans who are being held 
defined as wrongful detainees in Russia, uh, two gentlemen. One uh, is Paul Whelan, the other is Trevor Reed. Um, and, you know, it seems as though Brittany Griner's case, um, even if there is merit, is already being politicized, right? As soon as Russian propaganda networks start putting her, her mugshot up on TV, it tells me that this is a shot across the bow to the United States government. Right now, there are uh, 40-something cases of Americans being held uh, around wow. the world in cases that have been deemed leverage against the United States. The two that I just mentioned in Russia, uh, four of them in Iran, which I, I'll, I'll, of course, report on because of my experience there, uh, at least a dozen in China, wow. um, eight in Venezuela right now. I mean, there's a lot of people, right? Um, and I think that, that, you know, the U.S. government's position is generally um, we can't let these get in the way of our bilateral negotiations with those countries. That is why I'm such a staunch advocate for raising awareness around them and, and, and creating a political cost to an American government of not bringing these people home. Well, I think that really brings us to our next conversation because we're going to keep you on because okay. Brittany Griner's story is unfortunately not unique for a lot of families. That's and right. There's a documentary that you personally executive produce that I think we should be highlighting and, and telling more about. So everyone stick around. We'll have more with Jason coming up next. Well I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now we're back with Jason Rizon, the opinions writer at the Washington Post and the host of 544 Days, a Spotify original podcast with Gimlet Media and Cricket Media and his new doc with 824, which we actually want to really um, highlight right now because we're going to continue this conversation about these unfortunate hostage situations that are happening in the documentary that he actually produced called Bring Them Home as more Americans being held hostage by foreign governments by terrorist groups, Bring Them Home is an intimate window into a fast-shifting geopolitical landscape. Here is a clip of the documentary. 
Five Americans are being held in prison by Tehran as human bargaining chips, among them Imad Shargi. Authorities in Iran arrested a United States citizen. He and his wife of 32 years decided to visit Tehran. 15 secret police stormed their apartment at 2.30 in the morning and took Imad to Tehran's notorious Avon prison. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, it's a pleasure. Thank you guys for highlighting this. Yeah, so I think the, the the first question that comes up for me is how often are we, you know, seeing these hostage situations happening? Like, what are the misconceptions about these, and does a documentary kind of debunk all of that? Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I want people to know that this is a problem that's getting worse. And, you know, in the past, it was terrorist organizations, criminal gangs that were taking Americans hostage, right? Um, after 9-11, al-Qaeda... Taliban were the main offenders. Then, you know, in 2013, 14, it was ISIS and Boko Haram and Africa. Um, you know, more recently, though, we've seen a rise in foreign governments doing this, right, uh, as a way to exert leverage against the U.S. government. So right now, there are uh, at least 40 Americans being held uh, hostage by governments. Only four being held by by uh, by terrorist groups and criminal gangs, and that's a real kind of uh, shift, right? It's the inverse of, of what was happening for for many years, and I think a big part of that is because the U.S. government hasn't figured out a, w- a way to deter other governments from doing this, right? Mm-hmm. We've done a pretty good job with 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 terrorist organizations. We really we we put down a lot of those terrorist groups, um, but you know now. Governments are doing this and getting away with it, which is why they're doing it more often. And that's what we try to highlight in, in, in the film. So how do we determine what is a hostage situation versus what is, you know, that country's law? Because we know that in the United sure. States, you know, people have due process and we have certain laws on the books. And I know that, you know, weed, for example, marijuana, you know, I'm I'm scared with flying with it within the United States. So, but I also know that there are certain countries like Dubai and others where it is like there is no slap on the wrist and you're free. You know, with if someone right. posts your bail, you are in jail, jail, prison. Right. So, and I I think that there are you know there are obviously laws in every country. And what we're talking about here is when a government um, kind of uh, misuses that idea of due process and their own legal system to um, to kind of create a front story for why they're holding a U.S. citizen hostage, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times in the film, Ahmad Shargi, who is an American citizen, has lived in the United States for most of his adult life, was born in Iran. His wife, Bahare, was born in Iran. Uh, they went back to their home country uh, to kind of get to know the place. And then he was rounded up and, and, and taken hostage and accused of espionage, no evidence, no uh, no real trial, no witnesses, uh, and, and essentially this is the, the 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 way that Iran does it, right? They they pin false charges, national security charges, espionage charges on people. I know this very well. I went through a similar experience. Mm. I went through a, a four part trial uh, where there was literally no evidence. No one, uh, no, no witnesses called uh, to testify against me. I didn't have the opportunity to, uh, to, 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 to call my own witnesses, to bring testimony forward. Nothing, right? It's just a fake, very opaque process 
that there's that, that cannot be credibly called a judicial process. And this is how uh, countries are using um, their own legal systems as a weapon against innocent Americans. Wow. I mean, I can just only imagine. I mean, for someone like yourself who went through such an experience, it must have been really uh, triggering at times, maybe even telling this story and advocating for this in the ways that you are. How are you working through that process? Well, look, and I appreciate the question. It's an ongoing process for me of recovery. It's six years since I was released. There are still scars uh, and, and, you know, things that I, that I have to contend with. But being able to shine a light on these cases, whether it's other people in Iran who, in, in, in this case, held in, in literally the same part of the same prison that I was held in, or people in Russia or China or Venezuela or Cuba or Myanmar, you know, it, it, it makes me feel as though that 544 days was not wasted time, right? Uh, if, if there's something that I can do to contribute to raising awareness on this issue, because I'll tell you what, it's 40-something Americans today, but what happens when it becomes 400 Americans? Yeah. Is the U.S. government going to, uh, to, to use the resources that, that it has uh, if, if it becomes hundreds of people? And then you know what? Uh, you and I and everybody else are not going to feel safe when we get on an airplane and go to another country. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, I'll tell you, Ahmad Shargi and I, have a lot in common. We're both of Iranian origin. We're American citizens. But we also have a lot in common with Paul Whelan and Trevor Reed and Brittany Griner and Danny Fenster, who was held in Myanmar, mm. uh, and the Sitco Six, who are, are in Venezuela. Fortunately, one of those gentlemen was released last week, but there are still five representatives of, of the Sitco oil company being held uh, hostage in Venezuela right now. It, when, a, when a foreign government uses all of its resources, its law enforcement, its foreign ministry, its diplomats, yeah. its uh, propaganda media to really uh, take an innocent person uh, and vilify them, uh, it's, it's a kind of abuse that very few people can relate to. And I hope that we can put an end to this practice once and for all. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Let everyone know, uh, as we're wrapping up super quickly here, we have about 15 seconds left. Let everyone know how they can watch this documentary and even find out more information. Yes. So it is uh, WAPO, W-A-P-O dot S-T slash Bring Them Home. It's a film that the Washington Post opinion section produced. Uh, it's completely free. Anybody can stream it and watch it. We want people to watch it and share it. They know more about the issue, and there are actionable steps that you can take to, to talk to your representatives about, uh, about your concern about uh, Americans being held hostage abroad. Once again, that was Jason Rezaian, the opinions writer at Washington Post and host of 544 Days, a Spotify original podcast with Gimmick Media and Crooked Media, and his new documentary with A24, Bring Them Home. Make sure to check that out. We got more show coming up next. We're back, and we have to talk about something very, very serious. You know, okay. Something that is not only plaguing the LGBTQ community, but now it's plaguing the straights. The cishets. The cishets. Yes. The cishets. Yeah. <laughs> doppelbanging. Okay, what the heck is doppel <laughs> doppelbanging? I know what a doppelganger yes, is. Doppelbanging. I mean, if you know what a doppelbanger is, you basically know what a doppel 
doppelbanging is. Because doppelbanging is a new term for dating someone that you look like. Yeah, I mean, huh. this happens. You know, couples formed of duos that look alike aren't alone. They're actually um, becoming the epitome of a newly coined dating term called doppelbangers, which isn't huh. that new, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know why the Post is, like, writing this up like it hasn't been around forever. Well, I, we talk me, about it all the time in this community. I, I was about to say, for me, this is fairly a new concept. I want to say within the past like year or so, I started seeing like jokes on my timeline, specifically about gay men dating men that look just like them. So for me, it's fairly new. Yeah, but that, I feel like that's always that's been at least for the past five years. I'll give you that. Like past five years, I feel like people have been talking about that. I, I it's haven't weird. seen it. I it's haven't so seen it. It's so strange to see people who date each other who look like brothers. Yeah. And are look like siblings in some yeah. ways, right? Like it's just very for me it's always been strange. I've never wanted I don't really see it with within like the lesbian community, but I definitely see it with gay men. All the time. True. Regardless Most of race. Gay men. Regardless Most of race. Gay men. <laughs> I mean I, I wonder what the psychology is behind that. It well, seems very narcissistic. Do you know some doppelgangers bangers I, in your life? I do. One of my very good friends has a history. Well, no, I shouldn't say a history, but there are some people <laughs> there are some people in his dating history that are peppered in that say look like his name. I will never. <laughs> there are some people in his dating history peppered throughout his dating history that I'm like he looks like you. He even his most recent relationship, they look like they could have been related. Like not even cousins, but brothers. Yeah, people are saying, you know, Kristen Stewart and her fiance, um, they're a shining example of doppelbangers. Um, uh, Courtney Cox and um, their part, uh, her partner, and then Benedict Cumberbatch and Sophie Hunter, along with Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. All, I, you know, it's it's really plaguing the cis hats in, in, in ways where now everyone is just... But I wonder, is it just something that once you start being around a person, like kind of like your dog, when you start lo being around your dog all the time, you, you just start, start to look, looking, looking like, like your... Them. Yeah. Um, I wonder I, if it's just that. I, well, no, because some people, it's a launching pad where it's like, no, you all, your first date, you all look like each other. <laughs> um, but I do, like I said, I do want to know the psychology behind this. I don't think, I can't say that I... I don't think I ever dated someone who looks like me. Oh, well, I mean that that makes sense because you like men to be in like men's business and stuff. They look but like I'm, you. But I'm that saying would be... like even with features and stuff, yeah. I don't think I can't recall dating someone that that looks like me. But like I said, I'd love to know the the psychology behind people because there are people I, I feel that intentionally go out and, and find people that look like them. Well, all right, let us know. LGT Show everywhere. And of course, um, we got top of the hour news and so much more coming up next hour. Stick around for that because uh, here's what to expect. Emma Watson just made a really subtle dig at J.K. Rowling at our awards show. And I can't wait to talk about it oh. coming up. We're back with another beautiful hour, of course, with more show. We just had a really amazing conversation with the Washington Post, as usual, and I really, really appreciated it, uh, talking just about all the hostage situations that are taking place, and Brittany Griner, the WNBA um, you know, basketball player yeah. who's going through everything. Yeah. And so, well, we have more coming up this hour, of course. Uh, we have how um, we are pronouncing Ukraine may actually be Russian propaganda.
What? And is social media helping to expose war crimes? We're really seeing social media um, come in, I mean, in, in really good ways for so much so, so much happening in this war that's going on. Mm-hmm. It's really actually quite helpful, and we're going to have that great discussion coming up later this hour as well. So stick around for that. But right now, let's get into our top of the hour headlines. You ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get on a good song. Okay, so the U.S. Uh, Center, uh, well, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, the CDC and Prevention, added just one new destination, the Indian Ocean Island nation of Mauritius, to mm-hmm. its highest risk category for travel on Monday. Really? Yeah, the weekly travel risk um, level update brought good news for islands clustered in and around the Caribbean Sea with nine destinations, including the Bahamas, Jamaica, Jamaica, and the Dominican Republic, dropping down one rung from level four. The CDC places a destination at level four COVID-19 very high risk when more than 500 cases per 100,000 residents are registered in the past 28 days. So this island is located off the eastern coast of Africa recently, and it basically recently uh, recently logged a 180% increase in weekly cases, according to the World Health Organization figures. Located about 700 miles east of Madagascar, um, Mauritius had previously been on level three. Last week, Hong Kong, New Zealand, and Thailand were added to level four. And this is this is good news or bad news? This is ba- I mean, level four doesn't seem like that's. I just I must news. say this may it's make me risk. sound so uneducated. I've never heard of Mauritius until today. Well, I don't know. I, don't I know Madagascar. Yeah, I don't know a lot of those type of those islands. You know, I'm not fancy enough to travel to those islands. But clearly, you still took a geography class. Yeah, back when I was in the fifth grade. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, what? I remember Madagascar. I've never heard of Meredith until now. There's a there's a, a an animated film called Madagascar that really connects the dots for me. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Shout out I'm, to the American school I'm not system. A, you know, I, I'm just happy to be here. Um, now, coming up next, while presenting at the British uh, Academy of Film and Television Arts BAFTA Awards, Emma Watson once again made it clear she stands with the trans community and against the anti-trans views of Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. So, Rebel Wilson hosted the show on Sunday and introduced Watson by declaring, saying she calls herself a feminist, but we all know she's a witch. That's funny. And when Emma took the mic, she immediately said this. I'm here for all of the witches. Which is, I'm here for oh, all of the women. Oh, okay, yeah. I get it. You yeah. know, the BAFTAs is like their uh, Academy Oscars. Awards. It's their Oscars, yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I thought it was going to be something juicier than that. I mean, but that is pretty good. It's I mean, I, I love that every time we see either her or any of the, I mean, cast members besides Ron Weasley. If um, you blink, you miss it. She, you miss I it. I mean, that's a oh, pretty... Oh, yeah, because Ron Weasley was like, oh, just look at, she's still my auntie. And it's the de- <laughs> it's the direct connection to Rebel Wilson calling her a feminist. Yeah, that yeah, That is yeah. making it like, you know, I'm, I'm here, here for, for all. all Yes. You know? Yeah. Which is really important. And so that is going to be your headlines right now. But I do want to say, can you pass me that binder real quick? I got to tell these folks about the Gaga promo that's happening.
So Gaga, as we know, is going on um, tour, a stadium tour. She's doing 15 shows. And she'll be here on the September 10th, right? Yes, she will, which is why I'm telling you this wonderful news. Channel Q has your tickets in uh, to Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball. Um, it's happening September 10th at the LA's Dodger Stadium, one of her only 15 stadium shows this summer. It's actually her last stop here. Tickets go on sale March 14th at Ticketmaster, which is today. But guess what? Why wait when we've got your chance to win your way in? Channel Q is giving away five pairs. One of them is yours. And then also, during this week, you should be listening because we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets live over the air. So stick around for that, honey. We're going to tell you more details coming up later this week. Head over to wearechannelq.com. Uh, and enter for your chance to win. You will not want to miss this. Get into it. What's happening in the T-Report? Well, this is shocking because our queen, our Capricorn queen, our Moderna Pfizer vaccine queen, Dolly the Pardon, has, was nominated to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, but she doesn't think she's quite ready for the honor. Isn't that wild to think about? You know what? It actually is quite inspiring to think about because it's just like, you know, we I I feel like I deal with imposter syndrome, but to know that the one and only Dolly Parton who's had her songs sang by the incredible Whitney Houston. I mean, Dolly's she's career like is like, she has like a 50-year career, yeah, 50 plus. Yeah, it's just wild for her to think that she's not deserving. Well, she's she also doesn't want to split the vote. I guess it's a mess going on because uh, fans can vote this year, but she posted a message to her Twitter in which she basically said that she respectfully declined the offer and she hopes that they will consider her in the near future to be inducted. Now, other nominees for this year include Beck, as we know, a lot of people were introduced to Beck because he won over Lemonade mm -hmm. at the <laughs> Grammys mm -hmm. that year. Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, Duran Duran, Eminem, and a few others. A Tribe Called Quest, Rage Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, and it goes on and on and on. So it'll be interesting to see who will actually be in. Now, the inductees will officially be announced in May. So, you know, shout out to Dolly Parton. We love you, and we're here at Channel Q working 9 to 5, quite literally, to give you all <laughs> the really best are. show. Now, we you really want to stick around because because coming up next hour, oh, that Jane Campion. It, it, part of me is like, yes, girl, work. And part of me is like, you got some nerve. Well, if you're not a film bus, uh, like Bluff, um, she basically is the director of Power of the Dog, which is an Oscars. Oh, I mean, it's probably going to win the Oscars all around. And she's been well, doing she, she stuck her foot in her mouth. Part, Like I said, part of me is praising her and part of me is scolding her. You want to stick around and find out why coming up in the next hour. Cool. Well, coming up right now, because we got to keep this party going, is um, a really interesting segment because how we are pronouncing Ukraine Ukraine may actually be Russian propaganda. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's insane. You gotta think about it. It's coming up next. We're breaking it down and all the the language and linguistics around it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Up next. Okay, so fashion and the way we dress are, you know, significant ways of expressing individuality to the outside world, something that I really enjoy doing. Um, But one woman has revealed that her boyfriend told her he was, quote, embarrassed by the way she dressed, sparking so much discourse around uh, online. She shared her experience on Reddit's Am I the A-Hole community. That's one of my favorite little threads on on Reddit. (laughs) They have a Twitter page, too. And she explained what happened in the post, basically saying, am I the a-hole for dressing in a way that was embarrassing for my boyfriend? Um, The anonymous person explained that she works full-time, so when she has free time where she's able to dress up, she enjoys it, even if she's just out out going to run errands. Despite her outfit, she said, I wore a loose, thick purple sweater dress (laughs) with a jack-o'-lantern on it, striped white and black leggings, with some Doc Martin boots and a black bow in my hair to go for errands. Um, But the woman's boyfriend didn't appear to be a fan of her eclectic look. As he told her, she looked like a Tim Burton character (laughs) and continually made comments about being embarrassed to be seen with her. Oh no. So, what do we think here? Is it is it fair for him to be so like hardcore about her looks? What Ryan, my fundamental first question about this is these people are clearly in a relationship, okay? This is boyfriend and girlfriend. So, when they were in the dating phase, why didn't this come up? Why is it now all of a sudden an issue? You all are in a full-fledged relationship. Was she dating differently when they were dating? Well, you know, let's be let's be clear here. I also, and I'm not saying this is their situation, but a lot of people's um, style changed once we were we experienced that quarantine. Nobody wanted true. to really dress up anymore. It was comfortable clothes. You know me, I, w- it was, I wasn't wearing nail polish. Yeah, and so athleisure. I I could see how maybe even when you're dating, you're, when you're actually trying to court someone, you're uh-huh. there's probably like you're trying, but when you're in a relationship you kind of get used to it and like also with the combination of the quarantine you know for me style is like (laughs) it's not a deal breaker but it's one of those things if i you know during dating you may not have the best style but like if we're in a relationship it's something that i you know i want both of us to be presentable when we're either going out together mm-hmm. or, you know, even when we're going, you know, just even if it's just us. I want I want to, like, help someone, like, 
censor their own style. Like I did that with my last ex, and he no, wasn't offended by it. You're not. You're not about helping them center their own <laughs> style. Otherwise, you'd be affirming them. You want them to accommodate to your style. No, well, I want them to look good. And as people who are like, we are visibly like visible, and we go out to places. I need my partner to look like okay. The so part. let's let's flip this on his head. What if you're with the partner that doesn't like the way you dress? I can't relate because that never happens. But Everyone saying, thinks I I'm, look good. I'm saying in theory. Oh, that was such a Leo statement of me. But I'm in theory, here's the thing. I understand that. And maybe that is something, I mean, my style is not changing because I would just question their taste if I'm being quite so, honest. Okay, so. But you can't question my taste because why it's actually can't? factually. Can't? Oh, goodbye. There's data, there's goodbye. research. Goodbye. There's data, there's research goodbye. of people who actually think I have beautiful and style. And guess what? There's probably an entire community out there that probably. thinks that, that her purple dress with the jack-o'-lantern oh, sure. and, the, and the black... The Tim Burton cosplay yes. community? They probably think it's <laughs> sickening. They probably think she looks over. But I do think it's important to express, you know, certain things with your partner about style and, like, if they, you know, People if they're making, able... you know, when you're out in public, they're not showing up in the ways they should. People, I'm, I'm all for individuality, right? But I also... To an extent. No, I'm all for indiv- everybody has the right to individual autonomy um, because that's how we're able to present in the ways that we are. You have orange extensions in your hair right now. They're not extensions. Oh, well, excuse me. I, I forgot you dyed your hair. <laughs> you have orange. <laughs> when you started out, you have orange hair. That's the point I'm trying to make. So someone could be like, oh, Ryan's un- unconventional, unprofessional. It's like true. We all have it's the true. right to our own autonomy. That's all I'm saying. And so, Yeah, but I, I do think if, when you're out in public with your partner, you want both of them to, like, you want everyone, like, you want, y'all both want to feel comfortable. And also, I don't think exactly. it's, I don't, but I also don't exactly. think it's a problem to, like, help your partner in making better decisions about their What if they don't want your help? What if they're not interested in that? Well, then maybe we're just not the one. More great music coming up later this hour, of course, on Channel Q. You know, we always got the vibes and the bops for you. And we are in another hour. Such a great show. Sharjah Sale is here with me, hanging out while Cher Lazar is out. But we'll be back tomorrow. Oh, yes. And, of course, Char is our uh, third mic on Friday. Stick around. I mean, honestly, Char is the reason why we love Friday so much here. You bring really? such a beautiful light to the show. Thank you. you I really appreciate do. that. Um, and I just wouldn't say that. I actually really mean that. So thank you so much for always being here. Thank you. <sighs> Let's talk about what's coming up later this hour um, because we are doing our recap. Uh, we have to talk about quite possibly the worst snatch game ever and how it possibly made the season even longer. I am so over it. I feel like this season of Drag Race is going to be on until December and we're just going to have to deal with it. But we're going to talk about that with our Drag Race and pop culture expert, Tony Moore. And then also... We're talking uh, Chriselle Stouse from Selling Sunset. She been, she's been receiving like unsolicited penis pictures. And she's over it. And she did a crazy thing to get back at a guy uh-huh. that literally did it. And so that is all coming up this hour. And we're going to be talking about it. But right now, let's get into top of the hour news, which is really queer today. Um, so here's the thing. An audience member stormed out of a British theater during a performance of the musical Rent after finding out that it was about gay men. What? (laughs) The show is about a group of performers struggling to survive in the shadows of the AIDS epidemic. And pay their rent. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, the Bite My Thumb community group issued a statement following the unstaged drama apologizing for the interruption, explaining what happened. 
saying, after a storming performance of Today for You, Tomorrow for Me, a single audience member picked up their coat, rose from their chair, and left the auditorium. On exiting, the individual turned to a member of the front of house team and declared, I didn't realize this show was about gays. Um, and they said all the cast, creators, and backstage crew of the production were utterly disgusted to hear about this display of small-minded ignorance. As a theater company, we purposely chose Rent to give a voice to the LGBTQ community and uh, education on the horrors of the AIDS yeah, epidemic. But, but How do you not know that? Rent goes rent. so far beyond the LGBT community. It does. And then on top of that, this person has no couth or class because they could have just <laughs> grabbed their stuff and left. Like, like, you don't have to cause a scene yeah, and disrupt. That is and so also, embarrassing. I wonder when people have these instances, like, yeah. what's, what's really going on, boo? I mean, girl. Why, I, why are you so fired You up? can't consider yourself a theater person if you don't know the just basics. And then also, <laughs> are you, like, trying to hide your theater gayness? Who knows? I don't know. It's not my and business. And they didn't specify what gender this person was, right? No, they did not. Just the, this individual. Yeah, this individual. The group announced they'll be donating part of the box office to an LGBTQ charity in response to the audience members' ignorance. Mm. Yeah, this that is that's really wild. Um, now, um, next, out comedian Randy Rainbow ske uh, skewers the QAnon caucus in his new video. This time around, he parodies the Little Shop of Horrors tune, Dentist. Um, the Emmy-nominated comedian, producer, actor, singer, writer, and um, satirist takes on Representative Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And girl, you're a Karen. Here is that. Girl, you're a Karen. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, that's Randy Rainbow. You know, Randy Rainbow. Beautiful voice. Yeah, for sure. But, I, you know, I have, um, I've, I've been very vocal about my thoughts about Randy on the show. But anyway, uh, enough about that. Let's go into Tea Report. What's coming up? So as up? I teased, you know, Car uh, what's her name? Carrie Campion. <laughs> Jane Campion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking Carrie, excuse, I'm thinking Carrie Champion, you know, Jamel Hill's co-host. <laughs> Listen, it happens to the best of us. Jane Do you know Campion. it happens to me? Jane oh, Campion at the so Critics' funny. Choice Awards. She walked the carpet and she spoke to Variety. You know, Sam Elliott came out swinging up against this film. You saw it, Ryan. What's the name of it again? The, the Power, Power of, of the, the dog. dog. Yes, well, the gay western. Well, Jane tells Variety, quote, I'm sorry, he was being a little bit of a B-I-T-C-H. Mm. He's not a cowboy, he's an actor. The West is a mythic space and there's a lot of room and range. I think it's a little bit sexist, which I agree. I mean, it most definitely is. Um, if if you want to, we can actually hear her say it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we got the clip. I'm sorry. He was being a little bit of a B-I-T-C-H. And I'm sorry to say it, but he's not a cowboy. He's an actor. And the West is a mythic space, and there's a lot of, a lot of room on the range. <laughs> and, and, you know, like... 
I think it's I think it's a little bit sexist because if you think about the number of amazing westerns that were made in Spain by Sergio Leone, I consider myself a creator, and um, I think he sees me as a woman or something lesser first, and uh, you know I don't appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing: the West is a mythic space because we know the erasure, the clear erasure of black and indigenous cowboys. Yeah, but no one's piping up about and that. It's so crazy because she had the most like this was a moment that everyone was talking about and praised her, and then she also had the then worst she moment. She put her <laughs> foot in her mouth. So later on that night, she won Best Director at the Critics' Choice Awards, and while she was up there during her speech, she said, "Venus and Serena, what an honor it is." to be in the room with you. She went on to thank her fellow Best Director nominees, which were all male, and then, dun-dun-dun, it happened. She said, I'd also just like to give my love to my fellow guys. And Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys like I have to. Cameras quickly pan to Serena Williams applauding, but Venus seemed uncomfortable. Now, Drew Dixon, who we know produced uh, and starred in Off the Record, remember the yeah. the, the documentary? She mm -hmm. tweeted and said, the nerve of Jane Campion to suggest her journey is harder than that of two black women who've overcome racism, it's sexism, and classism in the whitest, richest sports, and this is why she has trust issues with white feminists. Now, I should go on and I'm going to end because Jane but no because Jane did apologize she did she, she did, did. Yeah. go to her Twitter and she see did. it and that's the tea report for this hour stick around for more okay so let's get into our our recap because we have to talk the snatch game and yes it's as bad as you think all coming up next the world is your episode of RuPaul's Drag Race has happened and uh, these hoes are still there. <laughs> no one has I gotten mean, eliminated again. Listen, I must admit I have fallen off the wagon of Drag Race this season, but out of all my years, Snatch Game is typically an episode that I always find time to watch. Yeah, you know, Snatch Game is a, is a pivotal moment in the season. It normally means you're halfway through the season. It normally means, you know, we're getting inching closer to the crown, the, the highs and the lows. You know who's at the top. You know who's in the bottom. But this time around, everyone is in the bottom except for one. And we have to bring in our expert, pop culture and drag race expert, Tony Moore. Thank you for coming back on our Monday recap session. Oh, it wouldn't be a Monday if we weren't geeking about RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you in the car. You driving somewhere? I am. <laughs> yes, I am up in this L.A. traffic trying to uh, be an adult and do things, so I'm multitasking. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, let's talk about this major disappointment of an episode because it's really, um, you know, shocking. Talk about the importance of Snatch Game and the history of Drag Race. Listen, Snatch Game first started in season two, and it is like the pivotal episode, the moment we are all waiting for. We are waiting to see what the dolls are going to bring, who are they going to impersonate, who's going to be the standout. Like, we're waiting for all of that. And when I tell you this episode, we got the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to ask you, I didn't see the episode, but I'm watching the clip right now. I'm Brian, seeing... No, this Brian. is... No, that's Char. That's Char. I'm the more... I'm... I'm oh, it's... Char. You know Ryan has a higher voice than me now, Tony. I was saying, I said... <laughs> I, no, I don't. No, I don't know. Cause he, he, at, at first he, he was sounding sad, and I was no, like, this well, always, I know good and now, well. now hold on, Tony, because on Friday someone <laughs> called Ryan. <laughs> 
you got to be here to get the jokes. But what I'm no, saying yeah, is, no, yeah, someone called me a woman on Friday, and you know, I, you know, I'm used and, to and, it. And it's ironic that the woman in, in the, the room. studio. <laughs> now I'm getting called a man. Now I got called Ryan. Wow. So wow. you know, so you know, I love you. Uh huh, Tony. Uh huh, Tony Moore. Um, but it's like I LA said, traffic. like oh. I said, right? I'm gonna charge it to your head and that not your so heart. Funny. Now I'm watching it right now. Actually, I'm seeing people as Lil John, Gwyneth Paltrow, Shakespeare. I have to yes. know who was your personal favorite and who sucked the most out of this Snatch Game episode for season 14. Well, honey, there was only one that was playing it, and that was Deja Sky as Lil John. Baby, everybody else, we were looking like, where is the funny? Where where are the jokes in the word of Trinity the Tusk? Where are well, the jokes? Tony, I think that's the interesting thing, right? Because what goes into picking mm -hmm. a, a Snatch Game character, right? Because it's like, I feel yes. like Deja Sky, she slayed it with picking someone as like, I mean, weird and also like as funny as Little John of all people. The, the thing is, is that when you, it's not about just impersonating someone, right? You truly have to embody this mm -hmm. person, but also figure out the funny things about this person. Like um, when Jinx did Little Edie, we didn't know anything about Little Edie, but because she like sat in that character and picked out every little quirk and thing of Little Edie, we were into it. You know, when, um, when Kennedy Davenport did Little Richard, she found the little, uh, that's like, you know, kept <laughs> the us laughing fruity the entire on time. Exactly. So, you know, when you choose a character, you have to not only find their isms, but you have to find their quirks and, like, what's going to make them funny. And I think a lot of the girls were like, oh, this is going to be a great impersonation, and I'll just stick with this. And they never realized, oh, it's not landing. Let me switch it up a bit. I don't yeah. understand, like, the, like the, the preparation process in this, right? I imagine that if I were a drag queen and I got my acceptance email saying, congrats, you know. Yeah, you know it's coming up. It's like, who do I start? Yeah. Do, do I take survey with my friends to say, who do you girls think I, I'd be best as? Because it seems like when you enter this show, you already got to have the snatch game in place, whether you're eliminated episode one or not. Yeah. You got to know your character. Yeah. Why do you think that they dropped the ball so hard this season of all seasons? I, I think what it is is that by at this point, everybody's in their head. And as much as Rue tries to drive to them, like, let loose, have fun, they're still in their head because they want to impress the judges so much. You know what I mean? Like, think about those times where you've been in a situation where you're like, I got this, I'm going to do this, and you want to impress the people so much that you got in your head and you were like, wait, who was that person? Because that's normally not me. I think that's, that's what happened. And it, it just fell off, and I was like, ooh. Like, after a while, my face started looking like Raven's. Raven was like, what is going on? Well, what am I a part of? Raven should have won the Snatch Game, in my opinion. She had the funnier jokes when she was, like, saving the dead air. But I do wonder. I didn't even know that was her. At this moment, I mean, she keeps getting darker. At this moment, what are what are we going to do with the fact that RuPaul has not, like, sent folks home? Because do you think two girls are going to go home, to you know, next week? Well, this Friday coming up? Like, what do we think at this point? Because we're so far along in this season, it just feels like it's going on forever and ever. Well, listen, every season of Drag Race feels like it's going to go on forever and ever. But when I tell you everybody's eyes are going to be glued at this, RuPaul, a Lollapalooza lip sync smack down, that's about to happen because it's never happened where, you know, she 
she's been so disappointed where she was like, all of you are up for elimination because all of you, except for Deja Scott, were a mess. Yeah. And now you all need to fight. And I think it's definitely going to light a fire under under a lot of the girls um, in order to start doing better and getting out of their head this season. Um, but also, you know, it, it's just at a point where it's like, you guys are too talented to split this much. So I think, you know, there may be, I don't know, that might go home this week, and then I just have a feeling all of a sudden that golden ticket is going to pop up and it's going to stretch this season even longer. Yeah, honestly, as we wrap up, because we got like 10 seconds, I, I literally think that Willow has the golden ticket. I think Willow is going to somehow get into the bottom or something, and I think she's going to be the one that has the golden ticket. But that's just my guess, you know? Jasmine Kennedy got it. I'm telling y'all, Jasmine Kennedy, that's going to be her fifth life. <laughs> well, Tony Moore, thank it's you so chocolate. much for always being with us every Monday to talk about our root cap. You know, Tony Moore, the extraordinaire, the drag race and pop thank culture you. expert. And so I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So coming up next, is a troll getting just his desserts? Or is this revenge porn? It's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so we have to talk about this crazy situation that happened with uh, Chriselle uh, Strauss, or Strauss, from, um, I know it's Strauss, I was right, um, from Selling Sunset on Netflix, right? And uh, she basically posted over the weekend how she gets a lot of uns- uh, like unsolicited like penis pictures uh-huh. in her DMs, which, which is not I'm uncommon. Not shocked by. You, you do not have to be Chriselle South from Netflix to, to have this problem. Very true. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, I loved her response to it. What was because it? Because she is so over being harassed by this that she took this man's. Um, penis picture that he sent to her, went to his Instagram, found that he had just tagged his mom in a post, and then DM'd those pictures to the mother. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Is that too much? Well, uh, no, I don't think so. But let me ask you this, because this gets into slippery territory, because him sending her the photo could be deemed sexual harassment, but her sending it to his mother could be deemed revenge porn, both punishable by law. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. I My thing is, I don't know... I mean, by law, I think, yeah, for sure, it probably, I'm no lawyer, but I feel like it probably is deemed as revenge porn. But I also think it's a really good way of um, dealing with the the uncomfortableness that it is of, like, you know, sometimes karma's going to come back and get you because who, if you, no one's asking for that. Like, why are you sexually harassing her in her DM? And if you're, your mother needs to have a great conversation with you because clearly say, she no, didn't teach you how to be a, 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 or, a, a or man or a person hold, to maybe, be doing something like maybe that. Maybe she did. Or maybe she pe- did. That's people, true. People are going to be people, but I was just about to say, now why is the mother brought in it? Now what is she, did well, she mind in her business? And, well, and, but that's exactly <laughs> it, where you have to now, you know, she's looking at her, and she probably don't even use Instagram that often. It's just, you know, Ooh. she got it there just to be, to lurk on his things. But um, I think this is like a great way of dealing with this because I have had so many friends who have who tell me all the time that they get unsolicited pe- like pictures, it's inappropriate pictures mm-hmm. from you know people like just thinking that they have the right to do it, and mm-hmm. it's just like, what are you thinking that is? Like that's not that's not sick. now. I'm no shade. I don't mind it. I do, but like I also need to be like I guess attracted to that person. That 
that will doesn't attraction uh, mitigate what's deemed flirting and what's deemed harassment? Well, I mean, it can <laughs> still be deemed harassment even if you're attracted to the person. Very rarely. It could. No, it really I, no, still I'm saying could. It can, it but could. most people would not deem that harassment. What I will say is that I had this problem when I was about a decade or so ago when I was on um, After Buzz. I don't know what it was about the visibility on there or their audience. I don't know what it speaks to. Yeah. But I had that that problem there. I don't really get it as much now. It still happens, but I don't really get it as much. Nowadays, it happens more so if I exchange numbers with a guy like on a dating app. Mm-hmm. First message, first few messages, do-do-do, do-do-do, and it's like... <laughs> You know, like so, it's it it, it what, is. I mean, my thing is, what what is it for? I, well, because I know for queer spaces, like if you're on Grinder, mm-hmm. that is literally like the first thing you say hi, and then you say pics, and then you're getting you're seeing but, everyone from their like their you know all their body parts in one moment, and then you're figuring out, oh, do I want to get to this know this person more? Okay, well, which is like that's kind of like what it is for, like you know, isn't that framed as a hookup app? See, okay, that's the thing. I do think like it no is. no one's on Grinder to date to find but that, a boyfriend. I know people who have actually ended up finding, I, like, I partners. told you, when I went to The View, the gay couple sitting behind me met on Grindr. That's yeah, what, that's so what I'm we like, found. And they is, were engaged for three, or, or married for three years. So it's not like it can't happen, but it is a hookup app. But that's but not I, the intention, right? I don't. I, I think it really does matter because there are a lot of people that I see on there who are like, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't take this seriously, or but I am looking for you know long term relationships or whatever. And you, I mean, I don't know. I feel like nowadays with technology, it's just a part of, especially in our the queer community when it comes to like gay identifying folks or like just men or cis. Well, not cis. What am I talking cis about? Gay. Cis gay men. Um, are cis queer men, I feel like that's a part of the process of just like finding out if someone's deemed worthy enough to continue to talk. Which is highly problematic. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> but, kidding me? But for me, I feel like on the on the other end of the spectrum, um, as as a woman who likes men, but I am I am trans, um, I I'm not looking for that, and I feel like that can sometimes go into harmful territory because I do know that some of the girls are on these apps, and you know, no no shade, no heat, no judgment. They might be working, they might be you know Does participating it who you're in sex it work. From? Um, it does matter who I'm getting it from because where I'm at in my life, and you and I have talked about this, I have no interest. If you're leading with sex, yeah. I have no interest. Even if they're fine. Even if they're fine, I have no interest because what that, what that is communicating to me is that's all that you want me for, and that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. So I'm very intentional on dating apps about what I am looking for. And if you don't match mm. that, you go your way. I'm, I let them know straight up, I'm not your girl. Go yeah. fulfill your your fantasy or whatever with the next girl, but it's not Char Jocelle. So, I'm looking also, today. It's just I, I really do think it's a different situation for women. Yeah, I, I think it, it just plays into there's so much context, uh, so much conversation and that's around not sexual to harassment. Say, like I do think it's, it's and a, that's not to say that women don't have casual sex. All right. Oh no, for you, sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm not. I'm not saying that women, you know, require Prince Charming in order yeah. to lay down. I'm just speaking to my that's what very you want. yes, my yeah. very nuanced experience. I would like to date you, and then maybe we can get to that. But I am not interested in hookup culture because I've been there done that for for the past decade of my life if I'm being honest. Yeah. So I'm not interested in that. It's it's like what, what comes from it? Nothing. It's not <laughs> it's fruitless to me, really. It is. Well, all right. Let us know your thoughts because I, this is this is really really interesting. Um and honestly, I think I'm team Chrisha all the way. But coming up next, we are talking about giant flying spiders and how they may be invading a city near you. Please, where is the bug spray? <laughs> 
Okay, so this story right here, y'all, I, I can't even believe this. This is actually a real thing. Millions of palm-sized nope. flying spiders nope. could invade the East Coast, scientists are saying. Nope. So basically, this large spider uses web parachutes to fly as far nope. as 100 miles at a time. And there's this, like, huge invasion that is clearly, um, that's basically invaded Georgia from East Asia and could soon take over most of the U.S. East Coast. I don't know if this is the plague that the Bible was talking about, but I am freaked out. I don't do spiders in any shape, form, or capacity. Um, and this, this, I'm so glad right now that I don't live on the East Coast because I couldn't imagine reading something like this. Yeah. And then, it, like you said, palm-sized spiders. Now, I'm reading that they're... <laughs> like little tiny ones. That they're, they're tiny. No, Ryan. A palm-sized, a spider oh. the size of your palm is not tiny. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not tiny. It's, it's not. not tiny. Depending on how big your hands are. A palm is a palm, okay? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I am de- like I am terrified. I growing up in the South, I was terrified of cicadas. And cicadas for me were that literally. And they're harmless. That no, they're not. Yes, they I, are. I've had cicadas fly into my car, almost make me like literally. I stopped in the middle of the intersection because I was so <laughs> afraid. And then the cicada was like, because they're blind, yeah. was trying to get out. Literally dug a <laughs> hole into my back seat. There was what? a gaping hole. In my backseat because I was trying to figure out why. And so I stopped my car. I'm in the middle of the street, freaking out, just opening up all my doors so that thing can go yeah. out. This uh, Cicadas are... I'm def- like, These are harmless because their teeth can't even bite you. But cicadas can't bite you either or sting you or anything. I'm I like that. Know. I've gotten out of the car when a bee has flown in my car. That's happened. That and is... I've gotten out. But with me, I would prefer... I grew up with cicadas as well because they invade Illinois. They yeah. invade the Chicagoland area. So we heard the buzzing and saw the little crusty shells on trees and stuff, but I'd much rather deal with cicadas than if I do not do spiders this bit. And then parachutes? What? (laughs) Parachutes? No, 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 no. And I should mention, Southern California has big spiders enough. Like, we have huge spiders in Southern California. It's like reminding me of us, like, turning into, like, Australia. Because, you know, Australia has all the weird animals. Well, and, and unironically, Florida is on the East Coast. <laughs> well, that, you know what? That's actually great. They can plague, they, they can plague you Take know, Florida. Descent- Go ahead DeSantis. and do that. Talk about the sexualization of uh, these spiders, DeSantis. <laughs> do that. All right, it's time for our what? Yes, queen. Okay, so let's do this because it's going out to a couple of things, you know, kind of that we want to discuss and hit on in our Yes, Queen. But first up is this beautiful ad campaign that is celebrating um, just trans athletes and the joy of youth sports. So as part of the national education campaign called Play It Out, the advocacy group Gender Cool recently launched a new television ad that features transgender youth athletes talking about why they are participating in sports that matters and why participating in sports matters. Here is a little bit of that. Have you ever met a transgender kid? There is no atmosphere that is the same as playing a sport with your team. When you're playing a sport, it's not just about you. It's about what you can do as a team or as a group. Most of what I coach are team sports, and it's not about being perfect. It's about growing as an individual and growing as a team member. And where in that does gender identity come in? I want to even be a coach someday just to help other kids get to where they want to be. We're a team. 
Oh my God. I mean, that is amazing. Um, Gender Cool founder Jen Gross, uh, Gross Handler, a lifelong athlete and a parent of a transgender teenager, spoke to the importance of highlighting true stories about transgender athletes as legislators across the country try to ban them from competing. Um, they said this communities everywhere deserve the facts around a conversation that is in need of clarity. When folks have a chance to spend time with our kids, they often come to the same conclusion. Our kids play sports to be a part of a community and have fun with their friends. All kids belong in sports. It's that simple, right? It's that simple. Yeah. And so I'm super happy that we could uh, highlight that. Uh, the spot also includes a teacher and coach, John Mall, who emphasized the importance of inclusion in an athletes. So yeah, it gets a major yes, queen. Now our second yes, yes queen goes out to. Our second yes, queen. Hit it, Ryan. Yes, yes, yes. If you did not recognize those divine vocals, <laughs> that was from the Braxton sisters, with of course the superstar Tony Braxton on lead vocal. That was for the reality show. And you know, I'd be remiss if we did not send our well wishes to that family. They lost Tracy Braxton. She it was announced that she she passed away. She was diagnosed with uh, esophagus. How do you say it? Well, a cancer, I mean cancer. cancer of the esophagus, though. Oh, esophageal wow. yeah, or whatever that. it's called. Yeah, and so she's been battling it privately for quite some time, and she passed away on Saturday. Now, I'm just, you know, really feeling for the family. Tamar's birthday is Thursday, yeah. and she lost the sibling. And yeah. I should mention, you know, like I said, Tracy was an actress, a singer, and a reality star. Quite funny. Braxton Family Values. Her her one single was uh, Last Call. It went. Did you know that it peaked at number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100? I did not know her that. Her little R&B slow was jam. A, it was a great song. It was a bop. We're sending so much love to the family yeah. because um, Tracy is absolutely incredible. She's so, quite iconic within the WeTV. If you're a WeTV watcher, Tracy Braxton is iconic. Yeah, so she gets our yes, queen. All right. All right, and that is it for our show. So thanks so much to Charge Yourself for joining and filling in for Sheer Lazar. Thank you for having me. We always love having you on the show. Um, of course, we'll see you on Friday. Four more days. You know, just four more. Um, but coming up on tomorrow's show, the 70s are coming back. Well, one big problem from the 70s may be returning. Stagflation? What is that? Well, we're breaking it down. And then Travell Anderson um, is actually joining us to talk about the celebrity reactions to Jesse Smollett's incarceration and everyone who is chiming in in the free Jesse movement that is going on right uh -huh. now. That and so much more. Of course, if you missed any of our segments, any of our show, head over to WeirdChannelQ.com and check out uh, Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan on any of your places where you find your podcast because this show gets turned into one. And of course, you can follow me at The Slay Guide and you can follow Shar at Shar Says So. Oh, yes. Shira will be back tomorrow coming up on Loveline. Um, they're talking about a touch and how important it is to a relationship and so much more. Honey, remember to slay and have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.